0: Alrighty, Creecast fam, Port fam. It's our first review of the 2022 season and unfortunately it's not a fun one. It's, uh, it's an intriguing match in many ways to talk about. Uh, there's a few things going on there but un- ultimately an incredibly frustrating match. One we had every chance to win um, but many things were working against us and there's a lot to talk about in the sense of how how the game played out and the ways through to winning, and uh, I have many thoughts—some good, some bad—about how it all went down. But ultimately, just incredibly frustrated after that one. Um, it's not to f- not, it, you know, it's hard not to feel a sense of, you know, that sports fan thing we do, where we uh, we feel like the gods of sports uh, all against our team. Um, for some reason, out of all the sporting teams in the world, they're all just crashing down on us because. Um, from the get go it was uh it was like um it was like the start of Saving Private Ryan with the amount of blokes that were going down and in, in in uh you know, it's just with incredible um regularity and our guys hitting the floor and, and looking like they were in pain. Um it, it was it was kind of weird in the sense of that with uh just guys even there was the guys I don't even on the injury report, I remember with Georgiardis like three different times just on the ground grimacing and it's just like I don't know what the were they feeling the, the surface of the Gabba differently than the, the Brisbane players who were maybe more used to it? I don't know. Anyway, we'll get into all that. Um, lots to talk about on the injury front, unfortunately. And uh, and yeah, just the game as well was, um, yeah, a little bit of a turgid affair at times. Um, one that we, we got a little run on. And then, unfortunately, the legs just went on us. Um, and the injuries were certainly played a part in that as well. and. Conditions and all that fun stuff. So yeah, it's um yeah, there's a lot to talk about. So we, yeah, we might as well get into it and um I'll let uh I'll let uh old mate Michael Scott um just just kind of um do an impression of what I was doing um at in regular and and regular intervals during the game whenever I saw a player of ours uh, uh go down injured or go off injured and spend fifteen minutes off the field or whatever it fucking was. Anyway, this is this is uh, Michael Scott's impression of me on Saturday night. Oh God. No, God! No, God, please, no! 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 Yeah, no, some completely original audio there. Definitely doesn't exist anywhere on the internet. That was just a, an impression of me from Saturday night. Um, yeah, it was rough. That was. Um, there's no other way of putting it. That was um incredibly frustrating night that uh, it, it couldn't... In many ways, it couldn't have gone much worse. We we didn't get the win, obviously. So you know, four points and there's no four points. We're um, you know starting off the season with a loss, so no nothing there. And then to compound the misery of the other night, we get um, all these injuries. And in many ways, if you just looked at it and went, "Oh well," there's a loss and the injuries. There's not much. There's not much redeeming qualities. There's no redeeming qualities to that game or anything that you could look at. But when you know, actually sitting there watching the game, there was moments in that game where um, and I I put it out on Twitter. If you look back at the feed, um, of the uh, the just the the everything falling apart in the end. But um, at one point, no, I I did tweet out. I said, I I have I have to be, I am impressed so far. We are in a battle against one of the premier sides in the competition on their home deck in tough conditions um, where uh, this was, I think it was probably around the point we were 24 points up. And again, the sports fan in me, uh, sports fan, superstitious idiot inside of me says, oh, maybe it was me sending out a tweet that started the unraveling, you know, the reverse jinx thing, whatever. I don't actually believe in any of that stuff but then I can't help but think about it whenever things, you know, take a turn at such a um, coincidental time. Um, But yeah, it was, uh, I sent out, I think it was, we were probably around four goals up I said I just have to be consider consider me impressed i think we were we were battling our intensity was good Our attack our hunger and intensity for the and um attack on the ball was really good hunting in packs at times you know you'd see two or three guys like you'd see someone um you know lay a tackle and then'd be someone immediately coming in right right with him to kind of lock up the tackle and make sure the um opposition player couldn't couldn't escape from the the initial because there was another guy right there as well and just really wrapping him up and and making making a real contest. So on that front, I was you know pretty impressed. And at that point, we were like putting the pressure on them, and they they really couldn't find a way out. Um, really, uh, the main story from this game, and one that I can't help but think of. And this is not making excuses. It's not like sitting there going, "Well, if you know, it's we lost the game." Like the the facts are on the table. It's not like you can't you can't you know give yourself an alternate history and make yourself feel better about it. Because the fact is, we. Um, as much as we'd love to be living in the Spider Verse um, and you know um, have there be another reality, and maybe there is, maybe there's another reality that um, we won the other night, and and everyone's happy. Um, I'd like to, I'd like to visit it sometime. That would be nice. I hope we win some more prelims there as well. Anyway, but we're here, and this is the reality. And the reality is that uh, we lost the other night, and um, but the the way the game w- was going i just i there is some things to be impressed about as well and um but the ultimately we still lost and that's the ultimate frustration is just the the the, the manner in which we got ahead and then things just unraveled for us i mean it, ra- it was unraveling early um, as far as the injuries are concerned um we lose Derzma in the first quarter um and Mitch Robinson um his ban has been upheld tonight by the way, he called me, <laughs> he replied, he, I always find it weird, um, that, uh, I guess he's an internet guy, like, does his vlogs and whatever, and, um, he must search his name on Twitter, because I didn't add him, I just said, he's got a punchable face, he asked, he replied late one night, well, I think Sunday night, and was like, why is that? And I was like, well, you know, I'll apologize for saying punchable, because, um, having experience in the world of social media and things you should and shouldn't say, like some people can construe that as a violent thing you're saying. So you just kind of put the apology out there and say, look, I don't agree with the way you you play the game, but um, probably I could have picked a better wording for it. But anyway, I still find it weird that he was searching his name and um, replying to a few blokes on Twitter. And it's just like, well, I bet if he's doing it genuinely just for the banter, then, you know, fair play um we're all that's part of what Twitter is is a bit of banter so if he's just doing that for a bit of that he didn't reply though so whatever I guess I don't get I don't know exactly what he was angling at by asking the question because I'm like he probably should know that he's a polarizing figure I think he does know so he was probably looking for a bit of banter so I'd be interested if he did engage again but um anyway uh so he um rubbed um Dersmer out and turned rubbed himself out for a week so enjoy the holiday um I'm sure you can do a vlog from your, uh, I don't know, from the sidelines, I guess. So, cool for him. Um, Anyway, he um, deservedly rubbed out for a week for, um, and, you know, whatever you want to take on football being a split-second game and all that stuff. But, you know, there's certain players that do get to put themselves into those situations more by the way they play, and Rich Robinson's one of them. And, unfortunately, Dersma's just rough luck with getting these kind of knocks Um, continues. You know, he had that one in the, um, you know, he got really ra- rattled in the um, Geelong game, that qualifying final a couple of years ago. And he just didn't, you know, Derzma does play a brave brand of footy, puts his head over the ball. But um, you shouldn't be, that is part of footy, is you put your head over the ball to get it. But then you, you need to, um, the other players that put their body over the player are the ones that deservedly get rubbed out. And that's what's happened to Robinson. so, but yeah, Dersman went down, and even before that, there was guys like um, Butters got crunched early, um, and he was hob- hobbled to the bench and got a little bit of attention, and you got guys like Rosie going down, and Alier obviously, um, the big loss, um, getting strapped up and spending a fair bit of time in the rooms, and I thought he was done, Alier, at that point in the night. I think that was, what, 10 minutes? It was before halftime. I think he spent the rest of the second quarter, um, whatever, the 10, 15 minutes left in the second quarter. He was down in the rooms, um, and I thought that was going to be him done for the night, but um, he came back out, strapped himself up, and um, apparently under great duress, um, because as we've learnt since, he's going to be out for the next 8 to 10 weeks, I think. Uh, well, the injury report on the website, I think, says 6 to 8 weeks. I just, our experience with where as fans, like we know what happened last last year with Zach Butters. He was going to be, he was uh, 4 to 6 weeks on the injury report um, for 4 to 6 weeks straight. Like, it just didn't change. So, um with the severity and what everyone's talking about with the Lear injury, I just can't imagine him being back um until after the buy, I would expect. And that would be that's still to me that's optimistic. I just I have a pessimistic outlook on the severity of this injury and just to what our experience with syndesmosis with some of our players last year. It's just um I just don't have much of a much uh, optimism at the moment. Um but I I, I prefer to um have a somewhat more of a longer term outlook on injuries and then be surprised if they can come back sooner, you know? I don't wanna be I don't want to be, you know, tickled you know, tickled on the taint with, you know, promises that um that they're gonna be back earlier when they're just not. So, um don't tease my dick. Just tell give me the bad news. If they're gonna be out for twelve weeks then that's what it's going to be, and if it's more, then just tell me. Just just tell me, and then if they recover, you know, this, this happens all the time. Players just have a good run, you know, it's just a good recovery, easy recovery, the surgery goes well, they come back f- two weeks earlier, that's that's better than telling me that they're going to come back in eight weeks, and then they come back to what, in 12 weeks, and then I'm just like, well, why did you tell me that? Nah, that's just me with injury reports anyway. I don't like being teased with a, teased by them, um, and I'm really, really bitten by the ones from last year, I think, um, though we, you know, we did get players back at the right end of the season, that was great, but, um, anyway, that's neither here nor there, the point is, injuries were a, a real fucking pain in the ass the other night, and, uh, and ultimately, with the way the game was going, you know, that second, late second quarter, where we, we kind of, it was a bit back and forth, between, the game opened up a little bit, either. the first quarter's really quite a turgid, tight kind of affair, um, game for the purists as they say um and i was look i was enjoying the battle and that that's part of it is that like it was rough conditions up there i think 70 80 humidity you know i don't think we played brisbane this early up in brisbane for a long time um and the fact that the conditions certainly play a factor look um there's some of the feedback on twitter uh someone i can't remember the twitter account but if they're listening to this i'll know who i'm talking about um um, I think it was Ryan. Um, he was saying, and look, I, I respect all opinions. I disagree with this opinion, but he was saying um, the conditions shouldn't have been a factor. They should have known um, that it was going to be... He mentioned that Ken Hinckley lived on the Gold Coast or up there, so he should know what the conditions are. Yeah, they know what the conditions are. It doesn't mean they can prepare for them. Like, you can pre- prepare as like best as you can for that kind of humidity. And you know, Adelaide's kind of given us some un- unseasonable... Humidity over the last part, past couple of months, but still not that level of humidity, and um, you just can't, you can't actually condition yourself for it. This is why it doesn't matter where you are in the world. Um, you know, Denver. You know, teams that play the the, the Broncos in Denver, they're always at a disadvantage because they're, 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 Denver is used. to, It's mile high city, so the air's thinner, all that stuff. Um, I have gone drinking in Denver, and I was not prepared for the. the <laughs> that was probably just more the mixture of them. Um, um C B D gummies and um and a shitload of good um mic- microbrewery beer on my way to bar hopping down to a Blazers Nuggets game. But um yeah, I, there's there's a story about that day. But I was it's a wonderful I really enjoyed it. I just just don't remember much. There's videos on my phone of me just singing in a bar. Just to myself, sitting at the bar. Um but yeah, that's that's Mile High City. It's hard to prepare for it. <laughs> you can condition it but your teams will can try to condition themselves and, you know, do altitude stuff. Um, I remember when I was in college, um, I went to the University of Oregon. They used to talk about the Ducks. Like, they had their big indoor practice facility for the football team. Um, they would, you know, pump the heat in there and, like, because they had, like, you know, you know heaters and whatever. Um, if they're going to go be going down and playing in Arizona and it's going to be hot down in Arizona, then they'd, like, train that week and try to, tr- like, you know, sweat and, and try to match the conditions in the, in the building as much as possible. It's still... That's the best you can do. It's still not going to be truly conditioned in the same way the home team is. And certainly, I don't think Port Adelaide has the ability to match those humid conditions. So that was a factor. I don't think it was going to be as big of a factor if we weren't down rotations, injuries just playing havoc. Like we had Aliyah in the rooms for 10, 15 minutes at one time. Rosie was down there for 10 minutes. So we're down a rotation at that point because we'd already used our... Um, sub as well, and then, you know, players, I remember seeing Ollie Wines, and I've never seen Ollie Wines look as gassed as he did, I don't think, it, you know, remind me of a time if you want to in the comments on Twitter or whatever, um, the Creed on Twitter and the Creed on Instagram, Facebook, whatever, contact us wherever you'd like, um, but I don't think I've ever seen Wines, just like it was at one point, that he was on the bench, he was kind of hunched over, looking gassed. And I was doing the Michael Scott no, like just swearing again. Like, why does this keep happening? Because I just thought he was injured. Even the commentator said, "Oh, now, why, now Ollie Wine's got a problem." And and then a second later, they're like, "Actually, no, I think he's just gassed because he was." And and then there was a point in the game where players would go into the bench trying to trying to get off for a break, and they just couldn't because we didn't have the ability to um, turn the players over on the bench because we just didn't have so. That was earlier in the game as well. This was happening. So that build-up of like, you know, it's all the lactic acid stuff and all the fucking shit that physio, you know, trainers and stuff will talk about that I don't really... I get it, but I don't know the terms for it. But that build-up in your legs and your body and all that stuff that's building up from early on when everything's going a little bit against us and players having to exert more energy at an earlier time rather than, saying, you know, conditioning the players conditioned to get themselves through a game and when, but there's certain conditioning to being able to get a break as well. And the high, the, the conditions were hard on the legs. And then, so when it comes down to the late, later in the game, um, we're already, you know, a little bit leggy because of the, the issues we were having earlier with the rotations and whatnot. We were still, we got ourselves in a position to win the game with 24 points up, but then, you know, we just, the injuries keep coming. And, um, and the legs were going from us a little bit, you know, T-Mac going down. And obviously, Aaliyah, um, as we know now, he was out there playing, but he was clearly not right. And I remember when he, that, that critical point that he dropped that mark, I was just like, that's not like Aaliyah. Like he's got, he, like, and my immediate thought was I didn't sit there and go, oh, what the fuck are you doing? I went, that's injury. And when they sl- showed the slow motion replay of Aaliyah, and it's interesting if you haven't seen it, go back and watch it. Um, as much as it's painful to watch, but you just watch the slow motion of when Malia drops that mark. You can see he's falling backwards and there's a grimace of pain. And you can just tell there's something ripping through, whether it's the ankle or whether it's a byproduct of it. Because you know, uh, as someone who's had a, like my ligaments completely blow up my ankle, the pain that kind of the, uh, when you're dealing with the injury, the, the offsetting pain of, because you're, you're off balance trying to, you know, deal with the injury. Um, it could have been every, any other number of things with just the, the general legginess of the game, but I'm certainly, certainly sure that he was trying to, he was running backwards on a fucked ankle, um, to try to take a mark, and it just, it just went on him, and you could see the pain on his face, um, and even the way he got back up, you know, he do, he wasn't the usual springy, because he, he couldn't get back up as quick either, so it was just, <laughs> it was just horrible. So, um, I've really, I've really gotten into a long-winded, kind of diatribe, trying to just show the pattern as the game went on that the injuries right at the start really and the legginess and the the amount of exertion from some of our more senior players that were still fit that had to they had to get put that extra exertion on the field to get through the first half of the game and build the lead that it's just we just ran out of legs and then um you know obviously Danaher was um really you know, he got into the game a bit and then he had that brain fade at the start end of the first half but um I j I just think um and then, but they really just started to open up um, in the later later in the second half, and he got he was able to get some pretty free runs on the ball, but he had a, we had to compromise the out there, and then you know Trent McKenzie was doing doing some heroic stuff, and ultimately hyperextended his knee. What I thought was he was getting carted off, I'm just like he's done a done a ligament, whether it's MCL or ACL, I wasn't exactly sure, but thought it was going to be a pretty serious one, but uh, he seems to have escaped. Knock on wood, um, quite relatively unscathed just with the hyperextension so it's actually a really good result I was a lot more um cataclysmic on Sunday when I thought everyone had 10 week injuries um even Dursmer, it seems like he's more of an assessment um rather than he's out of the sling today apparently at training and um and T-Mac was out of the brace so good signs from guys that I thought were you know at least a month out so um Aaliyah is the one that is still a serious one but um still a long injury list, a lot of guys that are either assessed or a week or two at least um so it's a it's not the best place to be in but um that's what it is um but yeah, look, I think there's a lot of things compounding the issue to why we just couldn't run the game out i think I think we would have had brisbane come ha- Brisbane would have thrown the punches they did at the end of the game anyway they they're a good team, they're a quality side, I think the Brisbane players have said um that this was a real one of their strongest tests they've had um so that's a credit to us although you know it's kind of like a backhanded compliment when you're saying oh they, they really tested us but they got the win so it's, it's like well fuck off but um no it is i think it is a testament to the toughness of that game um that they felt truly tested by us and we did give them a solid test and i after these last 10 minutes of just rambling on as i have i i my opinion is that if we don't get the injuries or the the way the injuries happened and the just the kind of attrition that we were under in that first quarter where we just kept on having guys at least need some attention and just completely mess with the rotations and run legs out. I think we still get a little bit leggy probably in the last quarter. I think that's going to be a factor anyway the conditions um, regardless of how fit we were but I think they were able to run over the top of, us, top of us with unfortunately with some relative ease I think we were still, I mean what was it I think it was 61-61 when Aaliyah dropped that mark I think It was nine minutes left on the clock so it was we're tied with nine minutes to go. Up, you know, it was, it was right there, and then they get two goals ahead. We get a goal back, and it's a goal difference. But then they get down and you know kick a goal relatively easily as well. Um, unfortunately, you just never quite could get that. You know, we couldn't get that. You know, within a goal with a couple of minutes left, and really give you know throw the gauntlet down and and ask the question. Um, it just couldn't it couldn't happen. We just didn't have the legs. Um, but my opinion being that I think if we don't have all the injuries and stuff happen, that we get. um, I think we, if we build that 24-point lead but don't have the injuries happen, I just don't think we lose it. I think whether they get a couple back and we kind of back, trade a few blows here and there, but we kind of keep them at arm's length, you know, between 10 to 15 points ahead. Because I just think that they ran over the top so much more easily because we just didn't have the legs. We had... Aaliyah was compromised for that entire second half, so they had a little bit more. The structure of the defense was a bit off because... You know, a main guy for kind of cutting off that supply and cutting off the you know the the spoils and the marks and all that stuff. His he was compromised in what he does. His quintessential role in a defence he was just couldn't play it to the to the um, standard that we the all Australian standard that we we um, came to know last year because he was he was clearly um, severely compromised with that ankle. So um, so T Mac was doing more and he was doing what he could and obviously. Um, ultimately, um, to great cost to himself as well, and then just they had an open run. You know, the, the, considering the the attrition to our defense our defensive stocks in that game, um, their tall forwards didn't get. You know, obviously they got they got there in the end, but um, you know for a large part of that game, you know one of the main issues we've had over the past few years is they just they just tear us up down there, and you know they were missing Hipwood as well. So that that helped us out a little bit because I th- I said on the preview that he's just a player that for some reason seems to get some luck against us, but um yeah we just unfortunately just yeah the leg the injuries and in the legs just went from us and gave them a relatively easy run forward um, to rest the game back from our from our hands in that that last quarter and late in the third quarter as well when they really started to get a run on, um so yeah um a lot to a lot to unfortunately think about what could have been um but what what it was was just a a tough loss um and you can take the positives out of it, but it was a tough loss um we'll get into a few of the stats and whatnot here in a second and and talk about a few more things.' just take a little a little quick break here and just gather my thoughts after just just having to think about all those injuries again Is that that hard to understand? please just read the stats have. Yeah. Alrighty, so steady st- stats. Stats stats stats. Um it was a it's it's an interesting game to look at the stats for. And we'll get to one that um as another little, little bit of the feedback that's come through on the Twitters. Um but we'll get through look looking at you know, disposals. We were up um plus uh plus twenty twenty eight on disposals. Um kicks and so kicks and handles obviously up. Um inside fifties. <laughs> This is a story that will surprise Port fans who are up on, on the inside 50s in a loss. Um, disposal efficiency, uh, 2% better than, uh, than Brisbane. But again, another stat that will just 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 be such a surprise for Port fans. Efficiency inside 50 were 40% versus Brisbane's 50%. So, uh, free kicks, pretty even. 26 Brisbane, 25 Port. Um, hitouts, that's the big one. 52 hitouts for Brisbane, 26 for Port. Uh, it has been one of the main feedback points uh, that a lot of people have brought up is Scott Lycett, um got handled pretty well by Oscar McInerney. It's hard to disagree with. Um, a lot of people just suddenly deciding that the Scott Lysett's never been good, though, and that's, you know, it's... He's... Look, he's not the one of the premier ruckmen in the competition, but he's not far off it for me. Uh, but he did get handled, and, and it would be, it'd be interesting to see how, how he bounces back this week. Um, but yeah, it was not, not a good look for the rocks. But, you know, clearances we, we still um did pretty well in the clearance. You know, and it it makes you wonder how, how well much better we could've done if we had a bit more of a handle and control on the hit outs as well. But um yeah, you know, clearances forty one to forty for the match. Um center clearances were twelve to eleven. No, this is in our favor and then um stoppage clearances were even at twenty nine apiece. Um, contested possessions pretty even we just one one down on uh, Brizzy uncontested possessions were up by, uh, by up by twelve, um, turnovers uh, seventy six for us, seventy three for them. So um, pretty even across the board. Apart from the hit-outs is really what, um, and, the, and the <laughs> again the inside fifties versus the inside fifty efficiency. Um, the marks uh, we, they took a few more. The inside fifty they doubled our tally, um, twelve to six. And you know a few of those came late in the game, but still it's. Um, and I think that uh, that was helped by um, just. They haven't gone back and watching a full replay, just my memory is that they really got uh, a few more marks inside fifty and that run on in the last late in the third and in in the fourth quarter as well. So um, you, you you can put that a bit down to the injuries as well that we just we they, they we our defence just couldn't handle the once the the, the attrition hit, uh, we couldn't handle the it quite as well. Um yeah, otherwise like I said, pretty even match. Um, tackles pretty even, fifty-four, fifty-seven to them. Um, so uh, it's across the board. The stats were more or less fairly even, apart from a couple of key indicators that uh, that really were that that you can look at as as game deciders. You know, obviously the the, the absolute monstering uh, MacKinnon gave to life, so it wasn't wasn't great. Um, and then yeah, obviously the inside fifty efficiency um, is a part of it as well. So that's that's really where and that's. Unfortunately, a lot of a bit of the feedback that's come through on Twitter as well um, is about. Unfortunately, this again we seem um, to just not have a plan too much inside fifty. Now, I will give a little bit of. Um, I guess I, I obviously I don't disagree with that that point. The inside fifty efficiency and and the entries inside fifty again um, this week were uh lacking um and it's you know long been a storyline in the Ken Hinckley era and especially over the last past few years when we've been fairly good but um you know inside fifty efficiency has been something that has let us down at times and again this week uh it was the storyline again. Um look it's a it's a new forward line in a way. Uh Phil coming in for his first game, um essentially You know, taking the Charlie Dixon role, even as a very different player, he he was moving up the ground a little bit um, to get his hands on the footy a bit, and uh, unfortunately didn't kick a goal from his opportunities. But I think he'll come, he'll find find his way. But uh, Marshall and Marshall got Marshall to me was a little bit off his game. Like I'm not a few people accuse me of singling out Marshall, which I wasn't. I just actually said that I actually usually rate him a lot higher than a lot of people seem to. Um, and but he was off his game for me. He just looked a little bit. um, At one point, I was just like, "Is he can cast?" He just was weird. It was he went up for a contest, and then like well, the ball went over the top, and he kind of just jogged forward a little bit with his hands on his head, like looking a bit confused. And then when his immediate thing should be turn around and see where the contest is at and see if he can affect it. But um, yeah, there's just things like that happening with Marshall. I was just was a little bit confused with what was going on there. And then obviously Georgiades uh, missed. An opportunity that he usually would kick. He's usually, the, I've said last year often that he's one of my favourite kicks in the comp because he's just he's got a real um, simple fundamentals uh, for his kick. But um, missed one and dropped a couple of pretty easy marks. So he's got to probably just um, probably one of his lesser games so far in his um, young career. Obviously, we've got great high hopes for him and he'll he'll come good. But um, you know, for all the spectacular marks which we love. Um, Then the the ability to impact a game that way is something that you really need in this competition. As a as a good team, you need to need those real X factor players, but you've got to be able to take the do the simple things well too. And that's you know take your simple marks out in front when you don't. You are not having to jump into the sky to get them. Just take a simple mark out in front. You need to be able to do that. So greasy conditions are part of it, but um, that's that's footy. You've got to you've got to um, be able to you know adapt to that stuff as well. So yeah, um, it was a. Yeah, rough look for the forwards, unfortunately. Um, but on on the other on the other hand, um, until the injuries really started to bite at us, it wasn't a, the uh, Brisbane boys uh, weren't having a great night. Bar you know Danaher, maybe um, you know Charlie Cameron didn't really get his hands on it until late in the game, and um, that's a credit to Burton and Jones and Co back there. And they had some pretty you know for a rough game and a lot of uh, attrition, um, you know some good good performances. Um, obviously, Dan Houston is the is the man of the match um, and, and deservedly was voted the fans MVP, the MG, MG whatever the thing is through the app. Uh, far and away, uh, the be- best player in the night. A uh, couple of goals, a couple of really great goals. Like the goals that threatened to, you know, he e- kicked the last goal of the match that got us back within a goal for a momentary period of time and looked like the kind of player that could really spark something. And considering just how... Fuck the legs would be at that point to real to load up from outside fifty and and bomb one and he did that a couple of times as well um, is a is a God, it's a damn good effort so um, yeah no a really good game from um, Houston and 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 you know it's a sign of things to come you know he's really come on well the last year and a half and and to start the season off with that kind of performance is uh, a real positive sign going forward with you know a lot of things out of that game were quite you know frustrating and and obviously the injuries and a few performances that didn't quite um you know live up to what we'd hoped um it was a bit rough but Houston Houston was one that really you know put in a a real real good shift and um yeah great things to come for uh, the the rocket man this year I think so really positive stuff from Houston and um in a a frustrating night that was a real highlight and yeah I I really got high hopes for him this year and um, that's certainly performance his best best of his career really I think Um, disposals numbers and all that stuff so and against such a high uh, such a great quality opponent to put a a shift in like that is um, a really good because you know Ben you know God, the flat track bully stuff (laughs) it's it's too early in the season for bringing that up but no it's coming again but to you know to get those kind of numbers against a real quality opposition with the operators they had going as well, you know, we, and that's the thing we, that's what's frustrating as well. Like it, it's a good thing, but it's also frustrating as well. We didn't, um, the likes of Lockie Neal and Hugh McCluggage and, um, didn't really get off the reins too much. Um, you know, later in the game, they, got, they didn't really even get much going later in the game. It was just, it was more that they got a few, there was few, you know, the Fords just took their opportunities. Um, but you know, Cam Raynor, obviously his first game back, he wasn't, he, you know, he's just getting his feet back under him. But, yeah, you know, Charlie Cameron only kicked one late, um, like I said before. And, um, and the, and you know, they didn't get onto it. It was just really um, just, I just think the legs just went on us. And that's just the frustrating part of it. It's really, really frustrating. That it's just that you can see the way to win that game. And you keep replaying it back in your mind over and over again. And you can see the ways it could have been won. And it just, it just felt like it got taken away from us with, with a bit of bad luck with all those injuries. So... Yeah, a quick minute, and we'll be back to wrap this one up. Alrighty, right, we'll wrap this one up now. Um, I don't have much more to say. I did have one more thing that just came to mind. Um, for another one that was a bit of a, a scapegoat at times last year, or um, much maligned, I thought Darcy Ben Jones had a pretty good game. He was right on it, um, really applying the pressure well, um, and he was the one that jumped right in and um, had a had a crack at Mitch Robinson after he'd... Um, at his crack at Dersmer as well, so I do like a, I do love a player that'll um, jump straight into the, fo- you know, just jump straight into the foxhole with his teammates and and do the thing that you've got to do as a teammate and um, and you know back him up in those kind of situations and, and fly the flag. So um, those kind of unsung things, but yeah, he was one of those ones that um, I noted a few times in those pressure and hunting impacts that I mentioned earlier, um, being you know the second one in on a, on a bit of a pack tackle kind of situation. Um, so yeah, no, it's a good, good, um, signs from Darcy early, um, in the season that he might be, um, you know, hopefully got a bit more of that, um, 2020 best and fairest winning form in him. Um, I, I I thought he, I've said in the preview of the season, I think, I think I said it at that time, I thought he came on actually okay towards the end of last season after what was the start that had got him those, those, um those criticisms and you know some people still refer to him as Hinkley's pet or whatever um as some as people are, want to do but um i think he genuinely kind of um, cemented his spot at like towards the end of last year and um certainly a performance like like the other night um certainly doesn't hurt him and, hurt him any and um so yeah good performance from him um the likes of you know there's there's good there's signs that we can we need to the forward 50 thing needs to be figured out um, obviously, but uh, I do have an opinion that the, that game is a hard barometer as well because it's not exactly like either team got massively going in that that sense. It was a real, like I said, it was a real scrap uh, for most of the game. Um, but uh, you know, signs going forward that the you know butters butters is really cracking into the contest as well. Like, geez, he he <laughs> throws that body around, makes me worried about those strapped up shoulders at times. Away, but you wouldn't want to change the way he plays, so. um it's really just the biggest thing out of this game that I, I don't know. I started resetting my expectations for the season a little bit and uh on Sunday morning when I thought half of our team was going to be out for 10 weeks. But, um, you know, you look at the guys that are maybe going to only miss a week or two. Um, but there's a lot of guys that are knocked around early, and that does make me worry going forward. But it also is a lot better to have guys be, you know, close to a return again already. And um, know, Lear aside and the ones that were longer-term ones aside before the before the game as well. Um, but, yeah, there's, there's a lot of positives to take out of the game. Um, well, not a lot, but there's a few key things that can be taken out of that game, and the fact that we, on a better day with a bit better run of injuries and all those kind of things and the condition, and just all those factors that played into us getting overrun, um, we very easily win that game on any other day with how, how well we... I'm really impressed with how we just... It's just... It is equally... As as impressed I am, I'm as equally frustrated, or even more so by how it ended. And it's just it's another tale, um, you know, another chapter in the tales of the almost games that Port have had over the past decade, really, um, under Hinkley and. And it's these ones we do need to start winning as well. We do need to start winning these games. You know, we can I can sit here and do all these. You know, I try to be as balanced as I can, and just, just to, you know, talk the facts or my opinion. M- my opinion of the facts that I see um, is that there is things that you can take out of this game, but ultimately, is a frustrating loss again. So, as balanced as I try to be, it is just it is still just another chapter in that book as well that we um we we want to start rewriting. Um, so, yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one to review. Um, it's an interesting one to review in the sense of just how it went and the the positives that were there. It wasn't like those blowouts last year. It was just like. Um, just a lot of unanswered questions. There was some stuff there to take out of it, but ultimately it's a loss again. So, uh, but we go again. It's only week one. Um, you know, the injury news is a bit better than it was a couple of days ago, so it's already something that makes us feel a bit better um, going forward. Um, and again, it's only week one, and we've got to, you know, uh, for better or worse, um, we've got the Brisbane trip out of the way, and um, there's going to be plenty of tougher games or just as tough games coming up this year, but um, we got to, we just got to, no point looking back now um you can look at it um for the positives and the learnings and all that kind of stuff but otherwise just uh, move forward and big game coming up this weekend at the at, um our first home game of the season um Adelaide Oval uh celebrating um Russell Ebert's um in, enduring and 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 unmatched legacy at what Adelaide um the dearly departed um, champion uh, number 7 um just released tonight that they're going to be wearing a nice little patch on the jersey a number 7 one It kind of looks like the back, it's the back numbering panel of the the back of the jersey that will be over the hearts of all their players this weekend. So that's really exciting. So um, as much as um, there's a lot of, you know, licking the wounds a little bit uh, after Saturday, it's um, a lot to look forward to this weekend as well. Chance to bounce back against Hawthorne um, in a big Saturday night match to open up our our home home run of fixtures this year. So a lot to look forward to. Um, a lot to think about from that game but uh, a lot of lots to look forward to as well it's only early um, plenty plenty of footy to come so um, yeah look out for the uh, review uh, sorry the review already well, I'll be review the Hawthorne match um, next, this time next week but um, look out for the preview in a couple of days of our match against Hawthorne um, this weekend Saturday night but um, until until then this has been the review um, of the Brisbane Lions loss um, so yeah fuck it um Count the pair. Let's go. (laughs)